What happened here, though, was just desserts. And it is why I'm speaking to you now in this way. I came to live in a tourist town, and I came to work in tourism. Finally, being on the other side of the spectrum. Finally, being on the receiving end of the world's largest industry. I came to see firsthand what tourism and, yes, tourists do to a place over time. I came to see what I never could previously, jumping from destination to destination. I came to see how my time as a semi-permanent tourist was of deep consequence to the world and why I could never see that previously. The books that I'm writing are about this very thing, the unannounced and unconsidered consequences of tourism and wanderlust, the ones we don't see and the ones we choose not to see. This podcast and the accompanying online communities it supports will be a place for these things to be considered, for well-wrought questions to be asked, and a place where those questions might outlive the solutions hastily thrown at them. This will be an opportunity for all of you who have also wondered deeply about wanderlust and its effect on the world, and what that all means and does in a time of deep crisis. Welcome, friends, to Season Zero of the End of Tourism Podcast. In these mini-episodes, you'll hear short transmissions speaking to the principles of the pod. We'll introduce you, our listeners, to the themes and questions that will be woven into our conversations, a kind of primer on our politics. This episode is entitled, Your Host, My Story. For this episode, we'll start with a short introduction, a little about me, your host, for you, our guests and listeners. My name is Chris, and I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. My teenage years, like many unfortunate souls in our time, were lived alongside anger, resentment, and relative resilience, or maybe alienation would be a better word. In the early 2000s, it seemed for me and my friends that the effervescent glow and promise of the world had dimmed along with whatever hope we had for it, and us. Drugs and alcohol were common and easy coping mechanisms for university and the working world. Eventually, I ended up coveting a different, more acceptable form of escape. At 19, I went to Coachella to see my favorite bands, which was amazing, and probably the last great version of the festival. At 20, I traveled to Peru to visit Machu Picchu and to drink ayahuasca for the first time. At 21, I wound up in the home of distant relatives in Australia, then road tripping with strangers in New Zealand. This began a decade of severe and unwavering wanderlust. This was my new addiction, and there was a recipe to it. Work hard enough to travel for as long as possible before returning home to repeat the process. Working to live, or something to that extent. After almost a decade of this, I could see clearly the pattern I had undertaken. The escape and the continued substance abuse, the grass always being greener on the other side, no matter how many times I switched sides. At 30, I decided to move to Oaxaca, Mexico, in part to escape my escapism. I know, right? I moved to a tourist city, and here I finally realized that I just needed to be somewhere instead of anywhere, 
instead of everywhere. I needed to stay still, and that I did and have been doing ever since. What happened here, though, was just desserts, and it is why I'm speaking to you now in this way. I came to live in a tourist town, and I came to work in tourism, finally being on the other side of the spectrum, finally being on the receiving end of the world's largest industry. I came to see firsthand what tourism and, yes, tourists do to a place over time. I came to see what I never could previously, jumping from destination to destination. I came to see how my time as a semi-permanent tourist was of deep consequence to the world and why I could never see that previously. Before I moved to Oaxaca, some friends had asked me how I would make money, to which I responded that, well, since it was a tourist town, I would probably start a tour maybe a chocolate tour, having worked with chocolate for a few years. So that's what I did. But I very quickly realized how much I hated giving tours. Likewise, I very quickly realized how much I still despised the culture of tourism, despite being smack in the middle of it, despite having been a tourist for more than a decade. If I was going to continue with tourists as my guests, I decided that the whole operation would have to be something that didn't just transcend tourism, but that would undermine it at the same time. This, of course, while trying to honor the subject matter. A tourist offering that has in it ways of subverting tourism. Now, whether this is possible or not is still very much up in the air, but it will be a main focus of the podcast. Can tourism be improved or transformed, or is sustainable tourism simply just an oxymoron, a way of greenwashing another inherently extractive and destructive industry? Years went on, and what I later labeled as sessions became occasions to serve local lineage and ancestry. Despite this, we still only served tourists, mostly foreigners. While many guests were visibly and properly undone by what they learned with us, we never saw them again. We never knew if our radical work had any effect on the lives and in the lands of those who visited. Moreover, we still appear to be supporting a tourist model that fed the foreign at the expense of the local, no matter how profound and enduring that learning was. Sometimes we still take a chance on such learning, wondering aloud with our guests if that model can be properly subverted, and how. At the beginning of my time here in Oaxaca, I decided I would write a book about tourism, and to be honest, I can't remember why or what I had in mind. All I knew is that I didn't want to write another masturbatory, faux-heroic travelogue. You know, the thousand faces of Indiana Jones. After four years, endless research, multiple major edits and reworks, I finally finished that book. Or so I think. As I speak to you, it sits here beside me, known to very few outside of my days, mostly because publishing today demands you have some manner of following. It demands you do all the heavy lifting. So instead of a book, at least for the moment, we have a manner of deepening the conversation, of building networks of solidarity and sanctuary, for those who have come under threat by this wolf in sheep's clothing.
So that is what this podcast is. A way of courting the conversations that go unspoken, or at least rushed, at the peripheries of our willingness to listen to them. I consider myself honored and blessed with the responsibility of being able to host such dialogue, to seduce such solidarity among those who seek clearly and deeply the dire consequences of our wanderlust. This is what my privilege as a tourist, and much later my privilege as someone with the ominous ability to live somewhere else, has granted me. Something like meditations on the cost of living in our times. In the last half decade, the tourist boom here in Oaxaca has caused rents to double, if not triple. Since the recent and short-lived bursting of that tourist bubble, due to the plague, tourism has unveiled itself as a house of cards in this place. Likewise, it has done so in every other tourist destination in the world. The books that I'm writing are about this very thing, the unannounced and unconsidered consequences of tourism and wanderlust, the ones we don't see and the ones we choose not to see. This podcast and the accompanying online communities it supports will be a place for these things to be considered for well-wrought questions to be asked, and a place where those questions might outlive the solutions hastily thrown at them. This will be an opportunity for all of you who have also wondered deeply about wanderlust and its effect on the world, and what that all means and does in a time of deep crisis. Entitlement and expectation. Spectacle, the senses, and surveillance. Escape, exile, and culture, responsibility, repair, and nuance, place, and time, and circumstance, community, and radical hospitality. Each of these themes will be gently stirred into the cauldron and cooking pots of our collective feast. May we come to eat well, humbly and together, digesting these wonderings, nourishing our worlds and those well beyond ours. Welcome, friends, to the end of tourism. I'll be your host, and may it be that alongside the people we interview, you shall be our guests. Thank you for listening to the End of Tourism podcast. If what you heard had its way with you, if the arrows hit their mark, click subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening. To go deeper, join us at theendoftourism.com and follow us on social media under the handle The End of Tourism.